0: You're listening to the Empowered Parent Podcast with Ryan and Kayla North, hosted by Chris Turner, a One Big Happy Home production. This podcast equips parents to empower their children and build healthy relationships throughout the home in order to see lasting change and thrive as a family. This is for families of all kinds, especially those who are parenting kids through adoption, foster care, kinship care, or in the process. This podcast is a trust-based, trauma-informed, connected parenting resource. To learn more, visit onebighappyhome.com. Greetings and welcome to another episode
1: of the Empowered Parent Podcast. Joining me, as always, are Ryan and Kayla North. Hi guys.
2: Hey Chris. I I think the last episode you didn't even like say we were joining you. Right. So I'm wondering those people that are like
1: spreadsheet this for us Holly. This
2: now now yeah yes. it was just one we
1: totally screwed holly's spreadsheet up now <laughs> she's
2: like wait you didn't even say anything what kind do i put that in how do i how do i uh, chart that one <laughs>
1: oh, well, I, Chris. well i'm gonna throw another <laughs> <laughs> hey ryan well here i'm gonna throw another uh, kink in the works here because i'm going to say joining us once again oh is my lovely wife kelly
3: hello yeah. Hello, this Kelly. Is what, like Hello. Your third or fourth time to be on I the podcast. I think I was on some really early,
2: really episodes. early. Oh, episode. this might be episode yeah. number
4: five featuring Kelly. You think,
2: think so? Maybe. Maybe so. Maybe even
4: more. Maybe even more. I don't think so.
2: She's like, I like, don't know.
4: Burn podcast, <laughs> backyard edition. <laughs> yes, we are I think recording. We
2: definitely have more backyard edition.
4: <laughs> I agree with that. That's really nice, satiria. Yeah. So yeah, like, like it's said the other way, kind of fun to look at your faces rather than. <laughs> your on a likeness
1: on a computer screen <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> yeah we are coming to you once again it is a mem- memorial day weekend 2021 and just like the previous episode where we started talking about parenting teenagers we are on our back patio sitting around the fire table looking at one another that's right still and
3: parenting teenagers still parenting teenagers <laughs> They haven't grown up overnight. No, no. more well, to
4: the point, they haven't grown up in the last 20 minutes. <laughs> <Right? Yeah. laughs>
2: well, and in, in our we'll have four teenagers in our house in, like, three weeks. What?
4: Lord yeah. help you. Oh, yes.
2: <laughs> we have one more that's about to turn into a teenager, and we'll have four teenagers. And I'm like, how's that even possible? Like, yeah. <laughs> it just doesn't seem... Like, it just seems like they were all little people not mm-hmm. that long ago. I mean, at one point, we had... Six kids, nine
3: and under. Whenever I hear your soon-to-be teenagers speak, I'm like, he sounds and like did- a man. <laughs> like, voice
4: just dropped oh, no, yeah. he,
3: down he turned real thir- low. Thirteen
4: yeah. or a, little, a few months ago. Yeah, oh, okay. he's, he's already it's, thirteen. Yeah, it's, he's it's thirteen. 13. It's the, he's like twelve year old girl,
2: and <laughs> yeah, it's so like, what on earth just happened? <laughs> and they're and they're they're shooting. You know, we've got two that are five months apart. So they're they're one's thirteen, and the other's going to be a thirteen in a few months. And both of them have just like shot up in height and like started to look like teenagers just all of the sudden. And then, like, the voice, uh, I'm like, what on earth?
4: So, our 12 year old daughter, who will be 13 in three weeks, is five inches taller than Kayla. Yeah. (laughs) For those of you who have met me personally, you'd figure out she's a bio kid. Oh,
0: yeah.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Because I'm. Twelve tall. inches taller than
2: Kayla? yes, you were exactly a foot taller than
4: uh, me. And then uh, we and met then some people recently
2: who were like, "You're a lot taller than you sound." <laughs>
4: <laughs> or, or they were like, "All we've ever seen is like you know, right? Like like your bust, really. chest <laughs> yeah. yeah. up, the on video Zoom. on Zoom." They're like, uh, "We had no idea you were this tall. <laughs> so tall." I just I like that. Well, is that true though? Because like my voice is pretty deep. You would assume that I'm a large individual. I think. Wouldn't you,
3: I don't, I
1: don't know. I think I think sometimes the voice can be deceiving because look at Rick Astley. After all, the dude looks nothing like his voice.
3: You know who that? You've been. I'm never going to give R- you Rickrolled. We've right. just been Rickrolled.
1: Rick Rickrolled rolled. <laughs> <I've never> <laughs> you <laughs> on the podcast.
4: Look at that.
2: Oh, that's I don't know who that is. That's is
4: masterful. No, no, Rick Astley.
2: Oh is? wow. No, who's singing somebody got Yeah, sing yeah it. that's
4: not. No, no. Okay, you can sing it. Nobody else is going to hear. give
1: you up. Never going to let you down. Oh, okay, yes. And
4: stop. I know that. It's not like
1: you s-
2: s- keep singing, singing anymore. We have She's to pay royalties. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh. We just I, Rickrolled the entire audience of the I Empowered Parents
4: <laughs> <means. laughs>
3: podcast. I don't know what that means. Oh, my gosh.
1: You don't know what Rickrolled means? No. Okay, so the Rickroll started <laughs> in the earlier days with social media, uh, especially on Twitter. Uh, okay. it, was, it was really popular. <laughs> People would post something like, guys, you should see this... Uh, these two new iPhone hacks that'll help you uh, have your more productive day. It started out with stuff like that and there'll be a link in there and you click on the link and it actually takes you to YouTube where you think you're where you think you're about to see a video of somebody demonstrating these hacks but it's actually the music video for... Rick Ashley's never. I think gonna,
3: I was, I think I was in the sixth grade when, when never Rick gonna give you it's, up. Was, it, was you it's you it. called? You should Wikipedia it or Google
2: it. it that is funny. Yep.
4: Uh, both companies are a welcome to sponsor this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> very very oh. good. There right, thank fun. you very much. So, so you you teased something in the previous episode, which obviously was a week ago in in listener time. In, in, in listener time, but here in reality, it was about twenty minutes ago. Do you remember what you wanted to
3: talk about?
1: What I
2: wanted
3: to
4: talk about? Yes,
3: certainly. He was like, what did I
2: tease? (laughs) What did I tease? I don't remember.
1: So we were talking about uh, parenting teens, how that looks differently. And one of the things we we talked about right there at the end of it was um, teaching outside the moment has always been uh, one of the tools in our parenting toolbox for connected parenting. And that looks a lot different with a teenager than it does with, when they were younger right, Cause, yes, well, right. You, you know you famously have told multiple times I know on this podcast and I'm sure many times in training uh, Kayla teach you outside of the moment with your youngest uh, when she was having trouble accepting no and right. you, you made up a game with candy something like that's not going to work <laughs> Did you imagine? with a teenager
4: <laughs> um, the eye rolls
3: dick. that you would get <laughs> oh, if you tried to do
1: God. that I with a know teenager
4: are addicted they are to sugar you know <laughs> well, Actually, wait, here's you a of an evidence. answer <laughs> Before you even answer though, um, I, I I need to just just give a little bit of your of your resume here because I know you won't. Um, but but for years, Kayla um, with with a couple of a couple of other um, ladies, one of them being Kristen Mathis, who we, we've talked about before and, and and does some coaching for us, uh, ran a group for teens, cleverly entitled "Empowered Teens," um, and 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 and. and, and You know, and at one point you had like double digit teens in that group.
2: Yeah, we started off. We had sixteen teenagers, all adopted, Um, and it was actually quite funny. the The first time we all met together, none of their parents told them that it was a group (laughs) for adopted teens. They just brought them and dropped them off. Threw them
4: out, they could slow down enough (laughs) so they wouldn't get hurt when they pushed them out the car.
2: And so, so, but the leaders of the group, we we all had teens that were in the group. And so, I'll never forget, our oldest, he at the time, he was maybe... I think he was maybe 14 or 15. It was before he was driving, yeah. It was before he was driving. And he was, and he said, Should we all like introduce ourselves? I can start. And I was like, Great idea. And so he introduced himself and then said, You know, he was adopted. He was like, I was adopted when I was four, and da da da. And then the kid next to him goes, Hey, I was adopted too. <laughs> and introduces himself and, you know, says he was adopted. 16 and, and kids
1: later. And the light bulb starts going off
0: and
3: all was, around the circle. It right? was so
2: funny because it was like one kid was adopted from overseas and a kid across the room was like, I was adopted from there too. And then one kid goes, okay, hold on a second.
1: <laughs> Who here is adopted? Right everybody in
2: this group adopted? But it was really fun because the walls all kind of just like, came down because they all had this commonality. Because when they first walked in the room, like we had a ton of snacks and, you know, so just fun snacks and things like that. And they all kind of like came in and took like one snack. By the end of it, I'm pretty sure they were like tossing, you know, popcorn across the room at each other. And they, the walls had all come down, but it was pretty funny to see this whole group of kids. Um, But all of them had been adopted at various ages so it was interesting to see the different things that we did because we had some kids who'd been adopted from birth right we had some kids who had just recently been adopted Mm. i remember we had one kid in the group who actually hadn't they hadn't actually finalized the adoption when he started attending the group but that was you know they were they were close to finalization yeah and so we had you know just this wide range and so we did a lot of um of teaching skills we did a lot of a lot of the things that we did were mindfulness activities mm. um, and helping kids become more aware of their surroundings and more aware of um, their own bodies um, aware of how their facial expressions impacted other people mm. um we did a lot of that, so we did. We actually did play a fair number of games. We didn't play the accepting no game. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that if I had put some M and M's out and told them sometimes I'm going to say yes,
0: and sometimes <laughs> I'm going to say no,
2: they would have just eaten them all and said, or maybe I'm just going to eat <laughs> them, you know, like. But I, I but think we what, did a lot of games.
4: I think what's important to remember, though, in, in the midst of all of that, is is that you did that for a while, yeah, and. And, and I think you probably could have gotten away with playing the sometimes I'm going to say no, sometimes I'm going to say yes game because you actually built a relationship with these kids. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, you said that, 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 that one um – one of the one of the kids uh, hadn't quite his adoption hadn't been finalized and the group started I remember talking to that dad um, one night he came up to me and he said I just need you to know that um, that that we're finalizing his adoption on Tuesday and one of the one of the things that really that really helped their family was him being part of that group and, and I think that, that that sometimes people get scared by the teen thing mm-hmm. um, because you may remember what you were like as a teenager or your bride may have heard what you were like as a teenager and, and afraid that your kids are going to be like <laughs> you were. Um, Possibly. Or, or something like, you like that. I wonder who you're talking about. Um, Kelly. I'm talking about Kelly. <laughs> 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 oh, it's, it, 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 it is interesting though, uh, you know, because again, like with everything we do, the potential for us going all over the garden with the topic Uh, But Kelly and I were actually talking earlier um, while Chris was was grilling the hamburgers. uh, You know, I meant to help Kelly, (laughs) but I just stood talking to her while she got things. Um, But we were talking about, you know, about some of the struggles of raising teenagers now. Um, And she said, you know, she said, you know, her and Chris got married, married pretty young. And she said, you know, I went to law school after we got married. And I said, yeah, but I'm pretty sure your family wasn't like... Really concerned about the choices you were going to make uh, at your your age, whereas whereas we do have some concerns about the choices our kids are making, because of those histories, because of the unresolved stuff, because of 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 what what I now understand is is the atypical wiring of of my son's brain, right? And and and, and to understand that and to go, oh my gosh, we got to still walk him through some things, and I think one of the mistakes that people of teenagers make, particularly our audience, one of the mistakes that we often hear about is the, oh, they turned eighteen, they're an adult now. Uh, because because we always tell people, you know, you might want to think in terms of, you know, chronological age divided by two. And obviously you, you, you close that gap. But I still think we have to have to understand that, that our kids are more stuck in their emotions. They tend to make, you know, amygdala driven decisions more often than not. And so we do have to still proactively invest and coach them and do a lot of things. And, and, you know, Christopher promised some practical advice. So um, (laughs) I'll stop talking so somebody can at least start giving (laughs) some practical (laughs) advice. Because I felt like I did a lot of philosophical things there.
2: You're often very philosophical.
4: Well, thank you, dear.
1: (laughs) Well, you know, just from our recent experience, you know, Kelly in the the last episode mentioned that uh, our son had gotten into a, a car accident um, and touched on some of the things that we later on talked with him about, about how all these different things in your life are connected. And, yeah. you know, we're not just sending you to bed at a certain time to be mean, you know, we, we know the teenage brain needs a certain amount of rest, you know, and if you're not getting that amount of rest and you're oversleeping, you know, it, that cascade effect, you're trying to get him to see that yeah. kind of bigger picture sort of thing. So a lot of the the teaching we do with teenagers, and you can speak more to this, Kayla, is done really just through conversation.
2: Yeah, I think as they get, so I, I think it, it depends on a couple of things. Like the longer they've been with you and the more you have relationship, the more it mm. can be conversational. Yeah, Because I think that's what we've seen, especially with our older kids, is that we can have a lot of conversations with them where because they're at a place where they trust us that we're we have their best interest at heart now sometimes they still think we're making stupid decisions and sometimes they, they still think we're we have no you know concept of what it's like to be a teenager but for the most part they are willing to listen to us now when you've got parents who have kids who haven't been with them quite as long. Parents who have kids who maybe came to them as preteens or maybe came to them in their late, you know, elementary years, those parents, I think, have to do more of the they're still in the relationship building stage. Mm, and yeah, so the conversations yeah. don't happen as well. And I think there were quite a few kids like in our teen group that were in that place where they still hadn't gotten to the place where they trusted that their parents were making in decisions because they
3: you know loved them and cared for them right. i think a, it seems like them. a lot of them think it's you're just being mean right right you're making me go to bed at 1 a.m <laughs> like on a week like why I'm right like, that's none of my friends are having to go to bed that early right like,
2: like well yeah. and we live in that social media right. age too where kids are earlier and earlier they're able to figure out what they're friends are doing. Oh my gosh.
4: None of my, none of my friends is going to be my undoing. Yeah. Like it might literally be my least favorite phrase currently. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or, or or, or my friends. I'm like, any sentence that starts with my friends, Uh, like, like, like I have the whole cortisol, adrenaline, amygdala, (laughs) I'm fight. I'm ready.
0: You know, I'm like, I have
4: that too. Like, well, my other friends, I'm like, okay.
2: Well, we were talking, I was talking about this with a mom the other day and the trend for kids as they're approaching 16, so, you know, at least here in the U.S. or, well, at least in Texas, I guess, because I think it's different everywhere. Every state has their own in the U.S. But, you know, in Texas, at 15, you can get your learner's permit. And then as long as you've had your permit for six months, at 16, you can get your provisional license, right? When I was a kid, the day you turned 15, you started driver's ed, like, You got your learner's permit. You were ready. I got mine when I was 14. Okay, so you got like a hardship license. No, I was from Louisiana at the time. Oh, it was a different state. Okay. Because in (laughs) Texas, we we, we did things early in Louisiana. We drank early. We drove early. Insert
4: Louisiana joke here, folks.
2: (laughs) But, you know, it was as soon as you were able to, you got it. And I was like, but now it seems like they're kids waiting. are more and more are waiting and waiting. Davis waited six or seven months. Yeah, but I think, yeah. there's, I think yeah. there's a reason
4: for that. that well,
2: here's what, here's what we came to. Let's I if it's came more than the one reason. Realization, but it's like they're so connected to their friends. Like when I was, when I was a kid, getting your driver's license meant freedom, right. Right. Yep. meant you could spend more time with your friends because we only had one phone line. And I couldn't be on it all day talking to my and friends. It was mounted to
1: a wall or plugged into a wall. It was to a wall. wall. Right. It
2: had this long cord. I did have this like nice long cord. and But I couldn't be on it all day. And you could only talk to one person at a time. Right. Right. So you didn't know what all what your friends were doing. You Unless you had a party line. I know. I didn't have a party line. <laughs> <laughs> I was not yep. that cool.
1: Neither was I.
2: But
4: like, <laughs> like, I, I've never <laughs> understood people who want to be on the phone for more than five minutes. <laughs> <I know. I've, laughs> like, like People will call me and I'm like, I, I could feel myself in I a hate it if it exceeds five <laughs> minutes.
1: Kind of like this meeting could be an email. Well, this e- this phone call could be Commitment an
4: email. Or it could
2: be a text. Right. Yeah. Or text, right? Yeah. Well, and I think that's what our kids have now is now they have this connection to their friends they are. Their tools of communication they are, are different. Are, yeah. And they don't have to have a license mm-hmm. to, to go see their... Right. Like, if I wanted to talk to a bunch of my friends. I had to get together with a bunch of my friends and we played this like telephone tag of, well, you call so-and-so and see if they can Agreed. join us and you call so-and-so. And then we'd get back on the phone and go, nope, nobody can do that. Okay. Well, now we I'm like, why, over why don't you again?
3: go do something with your friends <laughs> yeah. instead of going upstairs and playing video games yes. with them? I'm like, go see them and Person, in person. But would we have
4: played more video games if the graphics on our video games didn't suck?
3: Because I
2: did have No, like maybe
4: not, maybe not. Because, like and you hey, mentioned, in, in the
1: sometimes they'll go to each other's house and play video games, but at least they're doing it all together. <laughs>
4: <laughs> okay, yeah, that's that's true. And I just said, would we, but you know what? Minecraft has the same graphics it has the that same we had, terrible exactly. and graphics the kids love it, so I guess not. Yeah, so you say, so so it's the communication thing's different. You say yeah, the thing the thing that's that's different for me is that, um. When when we were kids and and I grew up, we had to be eighteen to get a driver's license, but 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 a driver's license was truly your first taste of freedom.
0: Yep. Mm-hmm.
4: Now your first taste of freedom is at whatever age your parents decide to get you a smartphone. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like your connection to the world comes through a different device to a different mechanism.
3: It's not through a driver's license so anymore.
4: So much sooner that now a driver's license is like. Yeah. To, to quote the kids
3: Meh. so we yeah we have not gotten our soon to be 13 year old smartphone yet he has a
1: well he has a smartphone it's just faux a
3: smartphone it's it's a
1: smartphone it's, it's a res- really restricted smartphone I'm not yeah. going to give the name of it because hey they could mm-hmm. give us some money to do that if they wanted to um <laughs> Hey, feel free to send an email to info at one big happy home dot com, and I would be happy to tell you about the smartphone. <laughs> that's but right. Hey, you know, it lets my kid text. It looks like with a smartphone. It, looks, it looks, looks like a, like smart a smartphone. It is. It's an Android phone. It's just one that's been locked down really restrictively. Yeah. Um,
3: texting is.
1: Texting and calling are the two and, things it can and do. And photos. And photos. It cannot get on the internet. There's, there's yeah. no web browser in it. There's no you know map it does have <laughs> a gps
3: for us to track him. yes we need
1: to get yes, the gps you know, that, that we can <laughs> uh, that we can track him on in yeah. case we need to but no
3: social thing, media you know, like no, no social media on it no nothing group, like that. not even group text really yeah <laughs> well there is now oh there is now the there new version they've yeah. gone
4: to group text you but. know kayla you you said earlier about so much more of parenting happens in conversation now and i, and I will tell you that um that i am actually enjoying parenting teens um, particularly our two yeah. older, older teens. Uh, you and I end up having a lot of, of meaningful conversations with them. Um, you and I end up doing things like we'll watch movies with them late at night after other kids have gone to bed. Uh, but I remember a few weeks ago, my, my son and I had a conversation about drawing healthy boundaries in relationships. Um, and so, you know, um, and if you've heard us talk about, about attachment before, whether, whether, you know, at an event, in a class, or even on this podcast, um, one of Jude Cassidy's four hallmarks is secure attachment. The fourth one is a, a ability to negotiate your needs, which, which sounds like, like, you know, buying a car, but what it really is is, 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 is talking about boundaries, right? right. right? And, and understanding that healthy people – can draw boundaries. Healthy relationships have boundaries. Yep. And so talking to him, him about that, and, 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 and he's really struggling because, because he, drawing healthy boundaries is hard because when people intrude on his boundaries, Mm-hmm. he's okay with it because because that's an indication of how much he's needed by that person. Mm-hmm. And so having this conversation with him, and as you might imagine, this conversation uh, has varying degrees of uh, of, of volume. Um, I, I, I tend to get a matter-of-fact tone um, in those types of conversations. He tends to get loud in those types of conversations. And of late, Kayla said, look, if your boy's going to talk like that, you know what, you boys can have that conversation. I'm not... <laughs> But you know what? It was 1.30 in the morning, and he and I were at a peaceful place, and he assured me that he that that he heard me, and I said okay, and I said look, if you want to keep talking, I'll listen, but I'm not talking anymore because it's one thirty a.m. and I don't feel like I'm making sense anymore. Yeah, and so we kind of, you know, called call, called the conversation then. But I will tell you, in the intervening weeks since that conversation, like I feel like he heard me. Yeah, and I think and I think that's the thing that we don't get to tell people. Uh, as much is that if you will do the hard work in re- investing in the relationship, and you will show up every day, no matter what they do, yeah. right? Because how I treat my children can never ever be in response to how they act. Mm. It must always be the way I have chosen to to treat them. Right? Um, you know, I heard today that what does it mean to be patient with somebody? It means to recognize that the speed at which they they're doing things is different to the speed at which you are doing things, right? And then doing it at the speed they're doing things. That literally blew my mind when I heard yeah. that. Heard that today, uh, and, and because and then he said, because that's why grandparents always have a better relationship with, with the kids than they than they may have had with their own children, is because they're willing to do life at the speed of kids. Yeah. Uh, Where parents aren't, because parents, like you talked about in the previous episode, Kayla, parents are like, I only have X number of months, years, days, even, until somehow arbitrarily in my mind you're going to turn 18, which means that I no longer have influence over you and I can't mentor you and I can't coach you. And all of that's that's a lie. That's fear-based parenting. Yep. Because what we've learned now having an 18-year-old is that is that you can now because we did all of the heavy lifting and consistently showed up that he has now come to understand that his mom and dad want what's best for him, that he can trust us. We've proven over and over again that we are deserving of his trust. And even when we have hard conversations with him now and he may leave that conversation unhappy, he always comes back and knocks on our door last week and said hey I, I've got a situation I'm trying to navigate and I really need some advice here Yeah, um, because because the foundation's there but what we miss though is we go no I need the behavior to change now I need this issue solved now so I'm going to try to fix the behavior yep. but if you will actually invest in the relationship the behaviors change over time as a result of healing in their lives but
0: but again now we're back to playing chess instead of checkers Yep. hey friends this is Dallas I wanted to tell you about our Patreon page and how you can become a Patreon subscriber. If you go to patreon.com slash empoweredparent, you can sign up to support our podcast starting at just $5 a month. You'll gain access to our exclusive Facebook group only for patrons. There's also other levels where you can get access to exclusive audio content and guest interviews, recorded classes, monthly Q&As to answer your questions, and also personal parent coaching you can share some struggles you may be having and brainstorm ideas and get some resources to really help your family. Hey, we so appreciate you listening, and we would love your support for the podcast and to become a part of our Patreon family of listeners. To sign up, visit patreon.com slash parent.
1: So, Kayla, you know I think we've pretty well established so far in this episode, it's a little easier when the kids have been in our house for a while we have we have a deep relationship with them that yeah. these conversational this conversational teaching comes a lot more naturally and a little easier yeah what about our parents who as Ryan just alluded to, don't have that amount of time uh, a teenager has come into their home either through foster care or adoption and they don't have that that deep relationship with them. But what are yeah. some good ways they could? enter into that teaching outside the moment with those in those situations.
2: So what I usually tell families, cause I do work with a fair number of families who are fostering those older kids. Right. Um, and what I, what I usually tell those parents is honestly, the level of teaching has to go way low. Like we're teaching, we're teaching things like what does it look like to be respectful? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not just saying, speak to me with respect. But instead we're saying, hey, in this house we speak with respect and this is what this looks like. And we're able to do it in a way, um, but a lot of, in a way that, that helps them understand it, but not shames them for the way they were speaking. You right. know, that's what a lot of families deal with is disrespect or pushing the boundaries or not following the rules. Mm-hmm. Um But I honestly, the biggest thing that I tell families is I'm like, you have to lean into connection. You have to lean into that relationship because it's from that relationship that they're going to listen and let you teach them. Um, So proactively, I am, I'm figuring out what their favorite thing to do is and I'm doing it with them. I'm figuring out what their favorite drink is. And I'm, you know, like if they love to go to Starbucks and get this like, you know, Frappa, whatever, with caramel and, you know, <laughs> whipped cream on it, then that's where I'm going to take them. And we're going to have conversations over a yummy Starbucks treat, yeah. you know. Um, or we're going to, you know, I'm going to lean into the relationship piece of it and not be so focused on, oh, my gosh, I have to teach my kid 900 things. Yeah. Um, there's, there's still things you have to teach them. I mean, there's still... There's there's gonna be naturally things that come up. So if they're um, getting in fights at school, then maybe at home you're teaching them skills um, on how to um, walk away when you're provoked. How mm. to you know? And you're you're role playing with them. I think role play is a really powerful now. Yes, teenagers will always roll their eyes at you when you tell them you want to do role play. Um, it's just part of it. They're just going to roll their eyes. But it really is. I mean, adults roll their eyes too. I mean, we've yep. done plenty of situations where we're like, "Okay, we've got a group of adults, and we're trying to teach them how to," you know. You rolled your eyes in this
4: episode. <laughs> <Have I? laughs> just in case anybody was wanting to know what you meant by adults roll their eyes too. No,
2: I mean when they're asked to do role play. Like, oh, sorry. If, if we do role play, they're like. I'm not doing role play. That's stupid. I'm not going to do it. And it's just our own self-consciousness, right? Like, that's why... But it really sticks in your brain if you can role play the scenario. I mean, if parents can role play how to use a compromise with another with their spouse or with another adult, then they can use that compromise. The same is true if if you can role play with a teenager that's getting in trouble at school, what to do when the kid insults your mom. You know, I was talking to a mom just just a few days ago and she said that, you know, her son got in a fight at school and like you know, banged a kid up against the lockers and it was right at the end of school. Mm. And, and she said, and when he told me what happened, you know, this, the, the kid said something about his mom and about his birth mom, something, you know, not kind cause kids can be mean. Oh yeah. And so I said, when that's your opportunity to lean in and say, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry that they said that about your mom. That is, that's not that's not okay. You know, cause this is foster mom. Mm-hmm. And she, and so she said, and I said, but then that's also the opportunity to say, how can I help you? Like, what can we do next time? Not in that moment, in the moment we're connecting, we're, yeah. we're saying we're leaning into and, and that relationship. But then later on the skill we're going to have to say is, what do we do? How do we walk away from that situation? with your dignity mm. what can you say and we can role play some scenarios of hey don't say that about my mom and turn and walk away or hey that's not true and turn and walk away like what do you want that child to do in those moments So, i think role yeah. play is is powerful with teenagers
4: i think what else is important Um, because you do this with kids of all ages but particularly teens is to teach them some self-regulation skills right yeah things like 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 deep breathing the box breathing techniques and those kinds of things because uh, oddly enough you know that breathing it it lowers your 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 heart rate it lowers your blood pressure it slows a lot of things and it can actually uh, something as simple and because we always want like something simple can actually be the way forward in a positive direction. And I think one of the things that hurts us a lot is we talk about complex developmental trauma and people hear complex trauma and think complex trauma needs complex solutions, mm-hmm. but complex doesn't necessarily, it means like it's been, it's stacked and, and I mean, recurring. there's a lot of
3: things happening. Yeah. yeah. It, right. it does, we it use do- breathing when there's anxiety, we use breathing when there's anger, we use breathing like that's, that's a real big tool that we have in our. Then one of my kids has in his toolbox. Yeah, yeah I and mean,
4: that's a real practical thing that you can do. Like, um, like w- w- one of our daughters, um, w- we w- we taught her some breathing techniques, and then um, we got you know the little pol- pulse ox sensor, and yep. we did baseline um, uh, pulse rates on everybody at the house. And, and, and thankfully, you know, you can buy like, you know, Fitbit knockoffs for like 20 bucks uh, yeah. on, 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 the, on the big company out of Seattle. And, <laughs> and I got her one. And so, she has a baseline. And so, and so she now is, is sensitive to the signs of her getting, getting you know, she, she'll be a teenager in a couple of weeks and is sensitive to these signs. And so, we've taught her to listen to her body mm-hmm. and then we've taught her to do some calming strategies. And so, she knows now that when she starts feeling the stress in her body, she looks at the heart rate monitor on her list on her wrist, excuse me, and if that number is any higher than the number she's memorized as her baseline, she just starts breathing. Yeah. Yeah. and we were just talking uh, earlier this week about oh my gosh her anxiety and her stress responses have have decreased so much and it's been simple little things like that just well, being we've aware, this you know? mindfulness yeah. right? And we taught her to listen to her body pay attention to the signs and here are some simple strategies that you can use and if people think well that sounds too easy yeah sure <laughs> you can you can trick a 12 year old girl into doing that please remember that those are the exact same things that I do when I'm stressed and my my brother is an attorney and a few weeks ago they had to do a zoom deposition and so he had they'd never done he'd never used like we use zoom all the time and he doesn't so he called me with his client to try to you know to kind of coach them on how to get it all working yeah and i said to her listen i know this is this is a zoom coaching not a deposition coaching but every time you're asked a question like take like four really, really deep breaths and hold them and then exhale and then answer the question every time. And so you know now my, my, my new career deposition consultant, <laughs> because apparently it went well. And so even when you're under that kind of a stress… Right, Uh, because those things can be brutal. If anybody who's never been deposed before, those can be really, really hard on the person being deposed. But the simple thing is just having breathing techniques, even for an adult who's under duress, uh, worked worked as well. So, so I know it sounds simple, but it is a valuable, valuable tool we use at our home. And Kelly, it sounds like it's something that you guys use to great effect here at your house too. Well, we hope that those have been some uh, practical
1: tools that you can use at home with your own teens whether they've been in your home like ours almost since birth or from birth or if they're newly landed and they're only with you for a few months or a few years before they move on in the world as always we thank everybody for listening and we'd love to have you uh, like review or subscribe to the podcast if you're not already doing so you can find us on any of the usual platforms that are out there for your podcast listening pleasure